On this episode, a continuation of our conversation with Brendan Schwartz, CTO of Wistia, and we're going to get granular and talk specifics about their different video analytic tools and the features of their new video player called Vulkan. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Okay, welcome back to Video Marketing 2.0. We're here talking with Brendan Schwartz, the co-founder and CTO of Wistia. Uh, I know there, you have a lot of new features that you've been rolling out uh, in the last month or so. And Joel and I have already gotten a, a briefing on them, having been at Wistia Fest. But we'd love if you could share with uh, our audience some of those uh, the new and exciting ones. The first one is chaptering. Now, I could probably give uh, some background on it, but you can do a better job. So let us know. What, what is what is chaptering? What does it mean? And who, where, what kind of videos would you, you be using this for? Uh, sure. Well, let me give, if this might be a, the longer version of this, but I think it's important, um, to kind of like hear how this came about. Um, which is there's a, especially if you have longer video, uh, webinars are a perfect example, things that are, there's a lot of almost dead space in there that it's a pretty common thing to say, Hey, I want to put some bookmarks almost along the timeline and say, Hey, here's where we talk about this. Here's where we talk about that. Here's where we talk about something else so that viewers don't have to listen to my boring intro. They can just jump right to the content that they want. Um, and that's something that we've heard about for, you know, basically as long as we've been in business. Uh, we built a chaptering lab as part of this kind of part of our website called Wistia Labs, where you can take a video from Wistia, put it there, and add this extra functionality to it. And so over the years, it's been really interesting to watch how customers have used it. And I talked about this at Wistia Fest. And if you'll indulge me, I will tell the story. But without, without the visuals I had, um, that like really kind of turned on the light bulb for us around this feature. And so there's a, a customer we have named Maurice who works. He's, he's the head of video at uh, one of the largest private owners of car dealerships in America. And he and his team, they make these websites for the different dealerships uh, with a lot of video content about the cars that they have. And they, they had this video they were really excited about. It was about the Infinity Q50. I'm not sorry. I don't know the Infinity lineup. Q50. I don't know. Infinity car. Whatever. Oh, the one <laughs> Infinity 5000. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of this three-minute everything you want to know about the Infinity Q50. And they put this video on their website. They looked, they used Wistia, they looked at the stats. The engagement rate was absolutely horrible. People were starting it and then just leaving almost immediately. And so that was, you know, a bummer for them. But they're like, at least we know. And so they were like, all right, we know what to do. We'll, um, you know, maybe this 30 minutes is way too long. Let's, let's shorten it up and see if people st- stick through it. So they did that, couldn't get anybody to watch it all the way through still. And then they thought, well, maybe the content's in the wrong order. So they, they re-edited it and tried rearranging the different sections, see if people would stick around. And they still had a lot of trouble with it. And almost as this last-ditch effort, they 
they used the chaptering lab, and so they put these the chapters right next to the video, and it said, you know, all the different the different sections. So users could click and jump right to what was interesting to them. And once they did this, they saw that the engagement rate for the whole video went right up. Um, but was what was more interesting is that because people are selecting what's interesting to them in the engagement graph, you'll have these spikes. Um, where people clicked, basically. And you can really easily see what was most interesting to your audience. So in their case, they thought when they made this page that uh, the driving performance is what people would care about. Because it's a sporty car, that, that's what they had heard from customers, they thought that was the thing. Um, if you look at the engagement graph with these chapters, they saw the highest spike by far was around uh, the dashboard technology. They had this like tablet screen in the dashboard. And... That was really eye-opening for them. And so they re, they, the whole page was designed around this. Like, that's what we were talking about before, not just the video, but they had the SEO was tailored to driving performance, all of this. And when they changed the page to be about the dashboard tech, they saw time on site for that page go way up as well. Um, so Maurice, was, he was emailing. Like, we, we talked with him frequently. He was just so excited about this because... It took something that this content was really poorly performing and it turned it into one of the best assets that they had on their website. And so the other thing, the light bulb for me too, was that this is a three-minute video, not a hour-and-a-half-long webinar, right? And so I was always thinking chaptering is great for the most boring of boring videos so people can skip to the parts they, they want to watch. But I actually think, like seeing cases like this and, and other examples, that it can really be used in almost any setting um, to really highlight what's in a video. And again, people's attention spans are shorter than ever. And to be able to really pick out what in the video your audience is interested in is a really, really valuable tool. Like you, you were talking about that before, how like it, it has a power to show you what resonates with people and what they're interested in and inform a broader strategy and then just say, hey, did we make this video well? And does, is the production value good? Well, I so, think it, 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 it talks to the point of uh, what video marketing is turning into, and that is the viewer, the person being marketed to, wants to have control. And, and the, the chaptering allows that person to have control, just like you know, people are cutting the uh, cord with, uh, with the old television uh, model um, and just cherry-picking what they want to see and when they want to see it. And I, I think that's really important when, from a marketing point of view, uh, and how you how you look at the uh, the analytics to you know put it in the through the eyes of the viewer you know the the viewer wants you may want to get a message to them but they want something different yeah I think that's exactly exactly right uh, there's another feature that I uh, caught my eye. Uh, and I think that's it's pretty unique, and that's the. It seems pretty simple, but is kind of uh, more has more implications when you think about it. It's the embedding videos in Gmail. If you want to just uh, catch everybody up to speed on that, yeah. So there's a there's a bigger theme behind that, which we talked a lot about at WistDFS that we're seeing kind of as a trend across customers, across and across many businesses, which is it's getting easier and easier to make video. More people are comfortable making video across the organization and we're starting what kind of used to be um you know video was 
kind of reserved in an online capacity for use by your marketing team starting to be used in all these other aspects and in some really creative ways. And, and as it gets easier to do that and easier to embed and share in different places, I think we're starting to see some really interesting behavior of creating um, you know, one-to-one videos where I'm just sharing a video that I built purposely for you. Um, right. So that's, that's something that wouldn't even be possible when the cost was really high or it took a long time to do because why would I take my time to do that when I could spend all my time making one that I could send out to a thousand people. And so in order to kind of facilitate some of this, we had, yeah, we had launched, um, at Wistia Fest, this Chrome extension, anybody listening, you can go to wistia.com slash Chrome and get it, uh, and try it out. And it allows you one of the the integrations in it is if you use Gmail, it puts this add video button into Gmail. So when I'm sending an email to any other Brendan that I want to converse with, I can just drag a video from my desktop um, and then it pops the thumbnail there with the play button. And when that person clicks through to watch it, it will also show up in my Wistia stats to say, hey, this Brendan, this specific Brendan watched this video from this other Brendan. Well, that's all scary. Are nice. there more Brendans out there? There, there oh, are. Yeah. They're, they're all thin and have a tendency to mumble. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all, this is all part of um, all of the things that you, you know, all the new features, including, I guess, the new Wistia um, player, which is called Vulcan, right? Yes. Which, you know, I don't know. This is a weird aside, but we... <laughs> I wanted to include this at WistiaFest, and we didn't even mention it in the blog post when we launched the player uh, two weeks ago, but that code name Vulcan is probably not what you think. It is, it's even nerdier than you might assume, that I think most people assume. Oh, is there a Star Wars stuff. in here someplace? It's, uh, it's a Roman mythology uh, reference, and I don't know if this is at all interesting to the viewership here, but just if you'll indulge me on, on this, that our... Uh, previous player internally was called Romulus so of Romulus and Remus the two the two brothers who founded Rome and so Romulus killed Remus Remus was our flash player because HTML5 had killed flash and then yeah and then Romulus uh, went and banded together with some hill tribes to create an altar to Vulcan the god of fire upon which the Roman forum was created and the foundation of Rome was built on that all right. So we're now so we're now, weren't expecting that. How about yeah. that? Video marketers, a little history lesson here. Yeah. So so Vulcan, so we have to just kneel down and supplicate That's ourselves to Vulcan. That's the idea. Yeah, well we did yeah, we didn't quite mean it that way, but I <laughs> we didn't want you to take it literally. <laughs> so what are what are some of the key features in this uh this video player? Yeah, so you mentioned before um giving viewers control and how important that is. And that really was, is the main theme uh, with Vulcan that we focused on, which is when, if you can make it really easy to consume your content and let your viewers watch it the way they want to, that um, it's really good for your brand, it's good for the content, and it's good, it's a good vibes for everybody. And it just makes everything work better. Um, so kind of the focus with some of the previous players were around really minimal, clean implementation to show off your content. And I feel I'm really happy with where Vulcan turned out. I think it keeps that and adds a lot of features that uh, give viewers more control. So some of that is is some pretty basic stuff, like being able to scrub 
ahead on the play bar to see a thumbnail preview of what's coming up. Again, that works also well with chaptering to be able, you know, maybe this section's boring. Instead of leaving, I might see something that's interesting and click to watch that. Um, another piece is there's uh, playback speed controls that are built right into the player. We see that's really valuable for um, e-learning content, and surprising number of people use it for marketing content too. Especially if you have, you know, everybody talks at a different pace. If you've got somebody on who's a little bit slower, but somebody's brain is working a lot faster, they can just speed you up two x. Or if someone is talking a mile a minute, you can put them at a speed that is <laughs> what you want. I mean, it's all about control, right? Um, and what's cool is with the, and we haven't exposed this yet in the product, but. We're tracking all of that, and we're able to see, um, and I think at WISDFS I shared some data about how what's, what was, uh, it's not surprising, but it's really cool to see backed up with data that uh, people who change the playback speed are actually some of your most engaged viewers, and they watch more of the video and are more engaged than those who don't. And I think that's a really, it's kind of, you know, proof there that uh, when you give people more control, it's actually better. Um, for the whole experience. Well, I, no, no doubt in my mind that uh, somebody who has actually got their hands on the controls is is more engaged. They're, they're, they, you can't multitask and do something else if you're you know in in the moment on on that video. Yeah, that's a good point. What about the integrations? It, uh, I mean, as you guys, you said ten years plus now, and you're starting to integrate with everybody. So what are the, some of the key integrations, you know, uh, if, if I'm somebody saying, okay, I, I really, I mean, you've sold me on, on Wistia and all the analytics, but, and I work with Salesforce. Does this work with Salesforce? Yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking earlier about the analytics and I was mentioning that. So there are some things that are kind of just inherent, analytics that are valuable and inherent to any video play rate and engagement. And then you kind of get into this higher level, which I think is a lot more interesting, where, where each video should have a goal, what it's trying to accomplish for your business. And often the data that you need to know if a video is working in that way, so say a goal might be to sell more um, or to get more leads uh, for, for this channel that I'm, that I'm working on nurturing, that data usually lives in other systems. And maybe that's your marketing automation provider, like a HubSpot or a Marketo or a Pardot. Um, or in the case of sales, that probably lives in Salesforce for a lot of folks. And so, you know, we, we could, I suppose, like in some crazy world, try to build a CRM into Wistia or build a weird analytics software into our product. But I, we think there's a lot, there's people who do that a lot better than we do. And we would rather just make it really easy to get your video viewing data over to those systems. So now you have that, all that rich data about other parts of your marketing or your business and suddenly, with a few clicks of a button, um, you've got that video viewing data piping in there as well. So you can really understand um, how that's working. So in the case of Salesforce, which is a new integration that we launched, um, it's really exciting. That one actually goes both ways in that we've made it easy to get data into Salesforce, which is really powerful. So if I'm a sales rep and I'm about to jump on a call with you, I can bring up your contact record see all the videos you watched, see what you might be interested in because, hey, I see you rewatched this part about... <laughs> I feel like I should have more go-to examples about this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm selling you a boat and you're really interested in that uh, LCD screen uh, in the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> the only <laughs> you're not cut out to be a boat LCD, salesman. Especially the curved <laughs> ones, right? <laughs> yeah. 
in any case, being able to see that and have that at your fingertips is really important. Um, and then you can, with having it along all side the, re- the rest of your CRM and sales data, you can run some really interesting reports there. And the other piece of that integration is we've made it really easy to, when you're sending emails out of Salesforce, to attach videos from your video library that maybe your marketing team set up or your sales team set up for you. Um, so we're really excited to see how people use that. Uh, and the feedback so far has been really, really good. That's a good time to, uh, to go to break and, uh, and hear a little bit from our sponsors. And when we come back, there's some really cool features that we really want to dive into. A good video isn't good enough. You need a good video strategy as well. At ThinkMojo, we'll show you how to create a video marketing plan that gets results. It's totally free and there's no obligation. Just visit thinkmojo.com slash consultation and set up your video strategy consultation today. A smart business needs a smart way to connect with customers. That's where smart video comes in. Tell your business story in 60 seconds or less with a smart explainer video that gets results. Go to thinkmojo.com forward slash explainer for detailed information. ThinkMojo, smart videos that get results. And now back to our conversation with Brendan Schwartz about video analytics. What are the three absolute analytic uh, analytics that you think that every company should use? Ooh, that is a tough question. I mean, I think of it like a funnel. And so I think what you want to look at is play rate. Um, actually, let me back up one, one step and say it's a funnel and you want to look at metrics, I think, for the most part that actually are they're actionable to you, right? Like it's not that helpful to look at things and there's really you don't have much control over. So I think I like to focus on things that you have the most control over. So play rate would be number one. Are, if people aren't clicking play and watching your video, you have a problem, right? So And that's pretty easy to solve. We see if you uh, customize your thumbnail, um, you can boost that just in general. Things with customized thumbnails have, I forget the exact number, but it's a substantial uh, boost in play rate over those that don't. You can, you can change. You, you have a lot of control over that. You can imagine how you do. Um, the next one is engagement rate, which we talked a lot about. Once they click play, are they gone or are they sticking through? Um, and making sure that your message is crisp and is resonating with your audience. You have a lot of control over that as the person who made the video. And then I think finally, and this is different for every situation, um, but like we talked about with some of those integrations, I think a good video has a specific goal, uh, has one goal above, above the rest. It can have multiple goals, but one that you really care about. And if you can decide that before even making or scripting that video, that's really helpful. Uh, and to the extent you can measure that, that's really good. So that might be for a webinar video that you've used and recorded that becomes this marketing collateral that say, Hey, this thing should generate leads for us. So I'm going to put a turnstile or email collector, you know, 30 seconds into it. And I'm going to measure its success by how many emails I can capture from that. And I think that's different for every video and what their goals are. But, um, everything we do here, we try to, we try to think what is that number that we want to move um, in addition to that. So play rate, engagement rate, and then dealer's choice of, (laughs) but something that's actually valuable to your business, right? That the video should be helping with. 
I, I think that great. just goes to the larger point of just being not only intentional about your analytics, but being intentional about your your content, and those things sort of feed into one another. So I think wise closing words, and uh, uh, that probably does it for this episode. I, I think we, we've obviously covered a lot of uh, a lot of territory from the the Audi Five Million all the way to. Uh, <laughs> Joel, who's uh, I love that to, dashboard though in that Audi five million. It, 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 yeah, I want I want to check out this dashboard now. I, I, I guess I'm in the mood for an Audi. So, Brendan, thank you for uh, for being our guest. I hope you'll uh, come back on uh, one of these days, maybe maybe for uh, promoting Wistia Fest 2017. Do you have anything special planned for that? I know this year you had a uh, a drone take everybody's picture. I'm, I'm assuming next year, like the drone will shoot lasers or something. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, the drone will destroy everyone at the conference. No, uh, I don't. It's it's a little bit early to say, but it will be good. Can guarantee it. But thank you so much for having me on here. This has been it's been really fun. Yeah, no, it, it's been uh, fun for us as well. So uh, thank you again to Brendan Schwartz, the CTO at Wistia, and also for Joel Gubich and myself, Brendan Cardi. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by Think Mojo. Just a reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast and our monthly newsletter and get complete access to the show notes by going to videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. You can also download or listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. And of course, we always appreciate any comments or ratings. This helps other people discover this podcast and join the revolution that is video marketing. So once again, for Joel and myself, we thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.